3: I should have waited for you to finish. Oh, no, it's okay. I'm eating mini tacos right now. What's
0: in them? They look so good. Is that crab? Girl, huh? I was thinking of those crab tacos from Julan.
3: The girls from Trader Joe's. Oh. Well, they still look really good. It's chicken. Okay, it's weird. It says it's chicken. On the box, it looks like chicken. I want to open them up. It's a little mush. <laughs> I don't know if it's like seasoned mush. So I just put a little cheese on top.
0: Trader Joe's, what I've noticed from the frozen food section is that the food looks really good on the packaging. And that's it and then it looks really gross when you like microwave it or put it in the oven or put it in the air fryer but then when you eat it it tastes like the first picture on the box looks but it doesn't look like that does that make sense
3: Trudeau's that kind of place where like you go with the intention of grocery shopping and then you leave to have to go to another store to get things you actually need like you go there for the frozen food and for like pasta because it's 99 cents or like broccoli and stuff you like actually need, you have to go somewhere else for.
0: I have beef with Trader Joe's because of the latkes. I always go to get some latkes and they're never there.
3: They're you never eat in stock. such interesting food because it's like you're not Jewish.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: And you're also not Asian, but Correct. you shop only at Asian grocery stores, yes. like that, typically only sell like, Asian brands mm-hmm. and you eat latkes. Period. <laughs> That's giving culture.
0: I went to HMR today. But I feel like I'm not, like, I, <laughs> I got, like, rice that's already pre-cooked that you just have to put in the microwave. So I feel like I'm doing it wrong, you know? I you feel can like get that from,
3: like, CVS. I,
0: <laughs> I got that. I got my little seaweed cups. Um, I know this is very interesting content, but I figure. And then I got, oh, my God, if you guys have an H-Mart near you, you need to go to the hot food section and get the baked pork belly rice bowl. It is the most satisfying thing, and it lasts for two whole meals. At least for me, like, I can split it between lunch and dinner. I always have to have a side with it, but lunch and dinner, mm, mwah. Italian chef's kiss. So good.
3: Speaking of Italian, we live on top of an Italian restaurant, and, like, I had to actually fight my inner demons when I walked past that place because it's, oh, it's actually, I think it's a personal, um, like, someone really wanted to test me because <laughs> they put insomnia cookies next to a pastry shop. Next to literally it's called Italian restaurant. So how are you going to make me pass the smell of the cookies to pass the smell of croissants? To pass the smell of Italian restaurant and then go home. I it act no, it, I have to like physically withhold myself. And like <laughs> I went to the Italian place once. We all went, sat there, ravaged food like I've never seen a human ravaged food before, screamed, and then left. So like they definitely don't like us, but um the food is actually so good, it smells actually insane. I don't think it's actually called a Italian restaurant. That's what it's we call not. it. That's what we call it.
0: Um my parents and I were having my dad's birthday brunch there and cindy came in to say hi to my dad because her and my family are really close and she looked so upset when she walked in and my family was like oh my god what she was like guys it's not you i swear i love you it's that i haven't eaten today and i can't stay because i have to go to the library and study but this food smells so good it's actually putting me in a bad mood i actually (laughs) want
3: to cry most times i walk past it because like how does it smell and they know i looked they have a a fan in the window from the kitchen so it's like wafting Honestly, period to them for that they advertising tactic. They do not know what tactic. they're doing. It just smells so good and it's so affordable and it really hurts.
0: That reminds me of what they do in Disney World. They have um, on Main Street USA, which is in Magic Kingdom, they waft the smell of vanilla and, like, orange in the street. So people go into the confectionaries and the gift shops there to get uh, candies and sweets.
3: It's like a pooperie. Every poopery. every girl with, like, that see-through pot on TikTok is like, how to make your home smell like the holidays. <laughs> take out Take out this glass quat that's like very like quat that's (laughs) that's actually very unsafe because you're not supposed to put glass on a oven like on a stove with fire and put some water cranberries oranges cinnamon and a bunch of random ass everything you're allergic to essentially literally or or go buy a candle it's gonna be half the price and it's gonna last you six months longer and
0: honestly they're both not technically, like, fire safe, or at least the fire safest, so why not just get a candle? That makes no sense. I love candles. I have, right now, I think I have 12 candles in my room, because I went to an event with Camden, who I mentioned on this podcast before, and it was a candle event, and I think they literally sent us home with 15 candles per person, which I'm not mad at, but what am I supposed to do with them?
3: It's like, I'm so sad, because um, my favorite two candles are, one, flannel from Bath & Body Works. It's the best smelling candle on this earth. But you can only use it during fall because it smells... Okay. It smells like if Chris Evans was in the what? forest in Vermont. And we were at our log cabin home on vacation. Right after our marriage. Our little wedding. And, like, it's our first, like, like vacation. And vacation. I was like, oh my god, this cabin is so cold. And I'm in my little, like, tartan blanket. And he was like, I'll go get logs for us and then he goes and cuts down a tree and then he starts like putting the tree into logs and then brings the logs in and lights them makes me hot chocolate and we cuddle that's what that smells like (laughs)
0: It's, like, the smell on him, or is it the smell in the air? It's the
3: smell of that entire interaction. Oh,
0: okay, okay. And (laughs) that's
3: such a fall interaction. Like, oh, I forgot to mention, the leaves are falling outside. And it's, like, on the precipice of snow, but not yet. yet. So it's nice and brisk. It's frosty. It's brisk. But it's not yet frosty to the point where I need, like, you know, like... You know,
0: like a puffer, like you can still go outside exactly. flannel and watch your hubby cut down a tree.
3: Exactly. With a little, like a little tartan blanket. That's what that smells like. <laughs> They'll get my check no matter what year it is. I've had that since fifth grade and it smells so good. But like you can only use it from like maybe September, but they start, smell- they start selling it in September. So September, October, November, December. It's like, oh my God, what am I going to do without the smell? I just bought the, see how it's almost done. Yes. I've been lighting up for a month. But then Bath and Body Works did her thing. She did what was needed to be done. Her rent was due. She paid double in cash up front because <laughs> they released you're
0: funny right now <laughs> yeah it's the delusion of me
3: studying for like I've been up since 5.30 this morning
0: like that whole story was something else but now I really want to hear what back yeah. and body works today.
3: this is what happens when I get up at five um, five and three classes um, so rent was due it was where due. we left off rent was and due. and then cash
0: due. up front first cash month. up front
3: double two months in advance two months <laughs> and security deposit so it's called and broker's fee 50. don't get it twisted it's called black tie it's called black tie You know what black tie smells like? You know what black tie smells like? Of course, of
0: course. This
3: is like a few years on in the marriage. (laughs) Or, 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 this could be after we've been dating for like three years or four years, we've moved in together. And it's like, all the girlies know the ring is coming soon. But the question is when? Like, it's coming in the next few months. So every time we go out, it's like, oh my God, is he going to like pop the ring? Is Chris Evans going to pop the ring? Yes. That's the question every time. Mm -hmm. And so we have a black, we have a black tie event. You know, hence the black tie. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, flannel, because Oh, yeah. uh, makes sense. Yeah. So we have a black tie event. It's a charity gala. And he is the presenter, and like you know, I'm the hot girlfriend. No, he's the
0: guy who cuts the ribbon with the with the big Precisely, scissors the to help
3: save the children and everything else that needs to be saved. And
0: he's the highest bidder on that really fancy yacht that they had an exactly. And they're for. fighting
3: climate change. Yes. You know, they're curing things there. <laughs> and everyone's Saving dressed to the trees, nines. Everything's saved. Exactly. exactly. And naturally, because I'm Chris Evans' girl, I had this really cute dress on and, you know. And so I'm, like, waiting for everyone to, like, get ready because we're going to go. And then he walks out in black tie attire. Black tie attire in his little black suit, his little white shirt, and his little black tie. Hence black tie. That candle smells like what he smells like in that suit in that particular moment did he
0: propose to you in the suit
3: no no that's another it, was time. another it was another night of waiting they have yet to release the proposal candle okay but um it's in the works Okay, we're great. talking about it
0: bath and body works needs to have a kind of a, uh what's it called sweepstakes where whoever wins gets to choose the scent of the candle and like a scenario that goes along with
3: it no like my dream job for like a solid like three months was i want to nail i want to name nail colors Oh, like, you'd be polish. so
0: good at that. Because Sydney, na- oh, Sydney names all our podcast episodes, so you'd be so good at...
3: Inside the vagina canal.
0: <laughs> Can I please
3: keep that in? The perfect pink. The
0: perfect. Sydney pink has pink, pink nails, right? I, like, How would you describe this pink? The inside,
3: it's like... Aside from that. <laughs> like fetal pig colored? Do you ever, did you ever digest, or dissect, not digest, did you ever dissect fetal pigs?
0: No, but I dissected an owl pellet.
3: Oh, I did that too. Oh. I was like, ew, that's it's, so hairy. I know. That's why they be- It was so furry and their hoo, little hoo hoo bones. all the time. It's and I saw bones in it, it and
0: I said, like, does their poop have bones? And they were like-
3: That's the mice. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why they be hooing. Hoo, hoo, which I get the, out the their throat. Anyway, when you dissect like, a fetal pig, it's that color. Perfect nude.
0: Ooh. Yeah, it's literally pink nude. It's not matte, though, is it?
3: No. Nah, that's just it. Mm-hmm. it I have really
0: French so. with uh, my ring fingers on both of fingers? my Fingers? or they have a little swirly swirl. Cindy and I are drinking wine. Yeah, you described it so much. This is what happens
3: yeah after the work day. Yeah. Um anyway.
0: Oh, I was going to say throughout the last uh, 10 minutes of you explaining those stories to me, I was wondering if I should just ruin your entire mood by saying, "Oh, like who is he proposing to? His 25-year-old girlfriend." it was like ruin your mood <laughs> but i decided to wait until after that
3: and felt mind. like a personal attack <laughs> that was personally offensive <laughs> and i no 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 when i when i opened mm. that tweet mm. to him and his little girl she's mm. cute she's cute she's a model or whatever but she's not me mm. you know exactly um and i they're in central park i like central park mm. she's with chris evans I like her we We're not very different, you no. know? And I feel like... When you
0: really look at it, you guys are the exact same person. So it's like he's dating you. Exactly, but then he's not. Yeah. And
3: it's like, so I... Been cheated. No, literally, being cheated on for X amount of years, however many years I was cheated on, like, it doesn't even compare to how I felt to open that tweet. <laughs> that felt like, I don't even... I don't. It's like, okay, you know that moment when people get married in the movies and it's like, who objects? And then in comes random X from 10 years ago. And she's like, I object. That's what that moment felt like.
0: Oh. Yeah. That's so, yeah, speak now or forever hold your peace. Yeah. Where's the peace? Ooh, I felt at my wedding, years.
3: I'm going to turn around like, <laughs> who needs to say something? Thank you. Keep it shut. Let's go. As
0: one of your bridesmaids or maid of honor, I'm going to be sitting there with like a knife hidden behind my back so that, or no, 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 one of those uh, throwing stars so that if someone stands oh, up, I can just, th- <laughs> I'm going to get him out.
3: It's so weird though, because like, we're going to like marry people, maybe, hopefully. And like, those yeah, are gonna we're gonna people are going to be people. people. Like, don't you ever wonder if like the person you're going to marry, like, have you met them yet? like what roles do they play in your life if all you have all the time.
0: Because I'm like, what if, what if the guy I marry, I've never met yet? Like I he's not even in my reality right now. It's just so crazy. It could be
3: something to meet at the grocery store. But what's crazy is that like today was my last day of like one else mm. classes. And oh, so like
0: congratulations. Thank I didn't you. know that.
3: So all just were giving all these speeches and everyone's like clapping. And people are like getting like, like oh my god, like we're like one semester down. What do know what's going through my head? What? I was about, to, I was tearing up too, but not because of I missed contracts. <laughs> I was tearing up because I know that I don't pay 200K to go to this school. I know I don't pay hundred K a semester. I know that <laughs> I am not one sixth of the way down of law school. and I don't have a husband yet. Every single person you meet when you go to law school, is like, you're going to find your husband in law school. Okay. Yeah. Cute. Mm, Where? Love it. Cute. One semester down. Where is he? Where is he? <laughs> Where is he? Do you feel like you met him yet? I don't know. I've been on my my demon time this week. I realized that, like, do we really have anything to lose? No. It's cold outside. Love is in the air somewhere. I've been been pretty feral recently, to be honest. Feral feral in the sense that, like, we have nothing to lose. Shoot your shot, girls. You guys.
0: You guys. You guys. Did anyone else have a really stressful day? Like, when you're sitting here listening to this podcast, did you have a stressful day? on Thursday, December 1st, because I had such a stressful day. I had a bunch of, like, contract things I had to do for, like, my side hustles, which are not my side hustles anymore because I'm not in school. So that's, like, my full-time job. And then I had a meeting with an agent for an agency for TikTok, which was so cool. Very neat to sit down and talk to someone and, like, see what I should be charging for my videos and, like you know, get their feedback on how I'm growing so far and my specific niche, which is New York City, of course, if you don't know. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're, like, going to see if it makes sense moving forward. But the meeting was really, really cool. I had a good time. But it was so stressful, like, prepping and you know how it is. Yeah.
3: The most dreaded question interview ever is tell me about yourself.
0: We've disputed that on this podcast, I think, three separate times. And I still – I will die on this hill. I think – it's a good question if you narrow it down, and I know obviously, like, if you if you didn't listen, or if this is your first time listening, hi, I'm Sarah. That's Sydney over there with a really deep voice. Hi. And weak, <laughs> which was higher than mine. Just no, Lily <laughs> well, is what I say. I'm
3: like valley girl, Sarah. Yeah. Deep random voice, Sydney.
0: Totally, um, with case. the creepy diction and the weird R's. That's me. Yeah, that's not Sydney's point with um, the question, "Tell me about yourself," is that. It is good to see how, one, the person acts under pressure because it's a very, like, open question. And, two, to see how concise they can make. They, like, it says a lot about their um, impromptu speaking, their... Um, conciseness and like their ability to narrow things down and also like how much they know about themselves and how good they can pitch things because you're literally just pitching yourself in that moment which I get but I feel like that can also have the same effect if you just narrow down the questions, so like tell me about your past work experience tell me about your school tell me about what you like to do in your free time you know what I mean which I think obviously like you can narrow that down based on reading the room but I just kind of like to have that clarity and it's
3: like hard because you get so much conflicting advice some people are like that's their way of judging your personality I'm like If you want a kiki, though, let's kiki. But like, don't actually talk about myself. If you want to judge
0: my personality, let me take you out to dinner. Literally,
3: let's kiki. (laughs) Um, Okay, I don't know what it was. That word made me so mad as a kid because I had no idea what it meant. Kiki. Yeah.
0: That was the thing when we were kids.
3: Yeah, like that's throw kiki.
0: Let's have a kiki. That Glee episode. Yeah.
3: Apparently, with Sarah Jessica Parker. The the best part is the entire song describing what a kiki is. I still don't know what it is. (laughs) A kiki is a da, da 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 da. Oh yeah.
0: Sarah Jessica Parker laid it out so clearly for you. And the fact that you didn't understand.
3: I said, girl, what'd you just say? <laughs>
0: that the, was the, I, oh, I forgot she was in uh, Glee for a second. The
3: Glee documentary is coming out soon. Dun, dun, dun. Is it really? Yeah. No way. How
0: are they, they going to do it? Isn't half the cast, like, cursed? Yeah. Or that's like It's, it's what show. it's about,
3: the oh. Glee curse. <gasps> but um, two of the people that are were on the show um, who played Jenna and Artie, they have a podcast now. And they're going through the entire series episode by episode as the documentary is coming out to like, tell you like what really happened. And I was like, ooh, I love me some tea.
0: That's such a smart PR move. <clears throat> ooh, I'm sorry. That's such a smart PR move. So good.
3: Because I think also the documentary is not authorized. No way. And it's like a lot of them are like, that's their close friends who passed away. So them making it like a curse, not about like what actually happened. I feel like they were like... Oh, absolutely not. So
0: do you know if... So basically, they didn't have any say in the documentary. Like, were they consulted? Do you even know?
3: Mm, that's why they're coming out with the podcast. Okay, okay, okay. At least that's what that's i point. picked up.
0: That's going to be really cool. I also heard of a TV show, and then we'll get into our topic. I heard of a TV show recently. It's called um, the... I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. It's called The Big Brunch. And it's like 10 chefs who get together and tell about their, like, biggest restaurant aspiration or something. I could be getting that wrong, but they say something. And there's a bunch of judges there who obviously pick the winner and eliminate people round by round, you know, because it's a reality TV show. But they're all, like, drunk doing it. (laughs) It's the funniest thing. I just love that idea of people, like, picking who gets the grand prize money completely wasted. I think that's so funny.
3: It was created by Dan Levy. Oh, no way. Who plays The son on Schitt's Creek, which is my favorite show.
1: Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at
2: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring
3: Sarah and I are in very different places in life. <laughs> That's a topic of be upset. Um,
0: <laughs> that was a great smooth transition, Sydney. Curious. I'm just so proud of you.
3: Which is crazy, though, because I feel like it was such a drastic change because we were literally the same, the same, the entirety of college. Like we had gone through the same things, same traumas at the same time, in the same major, in the same apartment, in the same friend group. Both in relationships, so like we had so much. Do the same podcast? Same podcast. Literally worked together. <laughs> yeah. And had every class together, and we would literally go to class together, go home together, hang out together, work together. So like,
0: how did we not get to go each other? I really
3: don't know. I think because Sarah and I are such opposite people, mm-hmm. and like usually that wouldn't work, but for some reason it works because like yeah. we're opposite in the ways we need to be opposite in similar ways need to be similar.
0: The only thing I have to say about that is that I feel like the only way opposites attract can work is if you align on like the bigger things so like your morals your values maybe your sense of humor um, like what you like to do in your free time um, overall But you and I are different in every other aspect. So that's why I think it worked, is the fact that we are so similar on the really important things.
3: I agree. And I feel like even things we were similar in, it was like we were in the same major, which, like, people might find competitive because we were in the same classes. But, like, we have such different interests and, like, different, like, strengths, different skills, you know, that, like, it never really became an issue. But it's so weird now because we went from that to, like, being in our first summer, like, working. We both worked full-time. Um, lives in the same apartment, we're both moving, went on the same vacation, so like we were still kind of in a new place, but also like in the same place. But like now, like our schedules and lives are so different and I feel like, honestly, if we didn't have that foundation, I don't know what it would be like now. Because right? like we barely see each other. Which exactly. is crazy.
0: I mean, would we just be roommates, you know, because yeah. we obviously know we're compatible roommate wise, but it's so crazy and also you know what's kind of cute is we knew this was coming I feel we we both anticipated this in some way so we took a great France trip you have if you haven't listened to the uh, episode where we talk about the France trip that one's a gem
3: we almost burnt down an apartment (laughs) almost I threw up on a plane Uh, we almost didn't get on the plane because Sarah didn't want to get on it Uh, (laughs) almost missed our plane on the way back because it took us to Disneyland so yeah
0: and because I had oh my god I had dry shampoo in my carry on yeah so we were held up at security and the guy was flirting with her and I
3: was like girl if you don't get your butt through this uh, through this customs line Never was, I was like, oh, look, everyone's getting off. Let's This is our stop. We were in freaking Disneyland like an hour away. Yeah.
0: And <laughs> we had to take that Uber.
3: <gasps> and we were like missing it. That quality. like $150 Uber.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, We were so agitated. We were like, we don't even care. Yeah. Let's just get a car and go. We
3: got attacked by bees. Girl, yes. it was a trip. I actually um, miss it so much. Too. I know. That's like my favorite trip um, I think I've ever been on.
0: Um, So when we were in Paris, there was this one restaurant that Cindy and I went to on our first night there. And we loved it so much that we went back every single night. So fuck exploring. because. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't do that. <laughs> At least when it came to our nightlife. So um, I followed them on Instagram and I comment on other Instagram stories. And they comment on mine. You know, they say, oh my God. Yeah. And I think
3: it's so funny. <laughs> okay, next we're going to Italy because they love them some chocolate.
0: Oh, yeah.
3: Anyway. Um, um, yeah. No, wait.
0: So anyway, the France trip. We totally anticipated this because we took a two week trip together and. Was, it was so expensive, and I think we just knew we had to do it to, like, kind of get away and bond and just, like, hang out a little bit before we knew our lives were going to go ape shit, you know? And you're so right, now that we have that foundation, we can go about our everyday lives and not really feel jilted or, um, like, FOMO, if that makes sense, because... Yeah. Sydney and I I always say this all the time the best friendships are the ones where you can like not talk for like a week and get back together and have a great time and catch up like nothing ever happened you know yeah. what I mean like this time doesn't even it didn't even like go by
3: and it's weird cause like with it comes this like level of guilt that's hard to like I mean, I've never talked to Sarah about this like this weird like guilt and this weird balancing game of like obviously I'm starting law school it's my hardest semester and like not only am I in law school, I have two jobs and the podcast. So it's, like, I literally wake up at 5 and I do not go to bed or take a rest until midnight. That's on an early night. Usually it's, like, 1 or 2. So I don't want to get any sleep. So I'm physically not home. I'm only home to sleep and shower, basically.
0: Yeah.
3: Uh, sleep and shower.
0: And I work from home, so I would... No.
3: Yeah. And, like, I might come home and, like, grab lunch from the fridge. But, like, that's the max time I spend at home. And it's, like, during the week all I'm doing is working, and then on the weekends, all I'm doing is working, but, like, obviously, people I'm meeting in law school are people going to be working with the rest of my life, so, like, it's our time to bond, so, like, I try and spend time with them, so, like, I can form, like, those kinds of connections, but it's hard because, like, obviously, I'm living with my childhood best friend and my adulthood best friend, and, like, I want to be able to spend time with them, and, like, she's my best friend from childhood, Chance, you guys have met, Just moved to New York and like obviously I want to be part of like that journey but it's hard because like I just don't have the time and so I feel guilty that if I hang out with my like uh, you guys and like my friends from NYU or like my family even like I don't talk to my family anymore like I feel like if I'm doing that I feel guilty for not investing all my time into law school when I know I need to but if I invest all the time in law school I feel guilty by like neglecting my friendships so it's like this weird balancing game of like I don't know what to do, you know? When it comes to guilt,
0: it's so hard trying to explain to other people how nothing's changed between us. Everything around us is changing. But also, when I'm hanging out without you, it feels totally – it does feel very, very different, especially on weekends. Like, when I'm going out, you've never not been a part of my weekends, you know? And so I go out, and I'm like, we talked about it, and I'm going out, and you just can't come. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's just an adjustment, period – it's not something we should feel guilty about, but we're human.
3: It's also this weird thing of like I feel like a cornerstone of our of our friendship is that like we've been best friends through like relations, like through yeah, our own relationships, so much. through friendship breakups, through getting cheated on, through trauma, through girl A B C D E F G H I J K L whatever the rest of alphabet is. Mm-hmm. So and I feel like a cornerstone of our friendship has been like leaning on each other for emotional support, for advice. But it's so hard now because like. Before, because we lived together, we worked together, we went to school together, we were in the same classes, like, we had, we, would like, went to the same events, like, we were literally always together, that we, like, lived through those experiences with each other, but now that we're, like, not together for most of the day, most of the week, most of the month, etc., I feel like we miss things with people, so it's always like a, oh, like, in passing, oh, guess what happened, like, <laughs> me and this guy stopped talking, or, like, um, me and my ex <clears throat> broke up, like, things like that, and it's, like, it doesn't, I wouldn't say sucks, that's, like, doesn't really get to the depth of it but it's like hard to want to be there for someone but like just literally not being there yeah. you know so it's like this weird like missing the like I feel like I don't know how to describe it it's like the mark is there but it's just like I miss it like by five minutes or I miss yeah. it by like a week and then by the time we have time to catch up which is like ten minutes on a Saturday <laughs> yeah. it's like one of us has to go out or one of us has like work thing or one of us is mm-hmm. like you know so it's like this hard way of trying to like catch you there at the right time and we were talking we talked about this episode topic because um this video went viral on TikTok of these two like lifelong friends who were playing the board game we're not really strangers mm-hmm. and it's a card game it's
0: a card <laughs> game sorry <laughs> I, just, I got
3: okay I even roasted about that <laughs> twice today I called um cards against humanity a board game and someone like yelled at me I was like <laughs> sorry I'm good um <laughs> but they were well, I think the card was something like what's something like you needed to tell your friend that you haven't told them or like, something like that which is a
0: great card which is a
3: great card um we should play that on the podcast we should
0: oh my oh. god oh what we have that game i know genius <laughs> next episode That's what I was referring.
3: <laughs> and the girl was talking about i don't even remember the exact story this could literally be completely wrong but we're gonna go with no
0: it. i saw it too so i, I can tell you if yeah. you're being wrong I don't so,
3: think. i right. think it was like one girl had just gotten engaged or something and the other yeah. girls went through, like, a very, very bad, bad breakup with, like, like, a 10-year-long
0: breakup. Basically.
3: And she was, like – one friend was, like, it's hard for me to, like, celebrate with my best friend, who's, like, the only person in the world I want to celebrate my engagement with because, like, we've been talking about this for so long. Like, you know, it's, like, the time of my life, whatever. But, like, she feels guilty celebrating it because her friend just went through, like, a very bad breakup. But then that friend felt very bad about talking about her breakup with the friend that got engaged. She didn't want to, like, put it down or take attention away from, like, her big moment. So they just didn't communicate about it. And I felt like they were getting distance from each other because of that. And I feel like, not that we are like not that we have anything comparable to that necessarily, but it's just like, we are going to such big life moments right now. But like, it's just not, it's like, I don't know. Like, we're talking about like, we're in such different places. Yeah. But I feel like because we have like the foundation that we do, and that like we do realize like we can go a month without having like a deep talk. But when we do, it's like, oh gosh, she's crying. Oh she's crying. It's like no time passed, you know? And it is hard because like we are like starting our adulthood and like the people we thought we're going to marry are no longer in our lives. And like the, what are you doing to me? (laughs) The jobs that we're going to have, we don't have, or like the way that we thought life was going to look right now versus how it does is so different. And I feel like that's hard to come to terms with, especially by yourself. So like it's nice to be able to have that like avenue of communication. Because like I know me I was with the same person like four years. I thought I was gonna be engaged by right now or like living yeah. with them or like at least talking about engagement. And like I would be in law school. I guess I am. But like <laughs> I'd be living with them and like we'd be talking about marriage and meeting his family and like all this stuff. And to see like me back at square one as to where I was like what my fucking junior year what my junior year of I sorry, I am not like curse. My junior year of <laughs> high school and it's like feel like I'm starting all over again. Like my friends are getting engaged. My friends are like, having long term boyfriends. They're like going through this phase of life that i'm just not at yet and it's hard to see that happen and like compare it to myself but it's all about this i think like just realizing that like especially in your early 20s late 20s early 30s even that like everyone's just in such a different place and it's hard not even that it's hard to not compare but you can't really compare because like it just looks so different for every single person there's no blueprint to like being happy being successful because like i might meet my, my person or whatever in 10 years and you might meet your person tomorrow or yesterday mm-hmm. or last week. And, like, obviously we're going to compare, like, oh, she's happier than I am or, like, she's has her career starting and, like, mm-hmm. I wish I could be in that place where I can, like, be self-sufficient and, like, all this stuff. But I feel like it's just remembering the end goal and that there's not a certain, like, plan trajectory to get there.
0: When I was crying, I was just, like, thinking about how grateful I am and I know you felt the same way because we talk about this all the time, but that we – are the personality types we are because, and I can speak for myself, like, the fact that you are in such, like, a big girl place where you're, like, your life and your stability and your future is essentially set because of the school that you go to and because of the life that you have right now. And, like, I know that I'm obviously, like, self-sufficient and, like, doing everything financially and we're all doing, like, such big things right now and I just, like, signed on for a new job and, like, everything is so big right now it seems like in our professional lives that I'm really grateful that we're the types of people to just like know that we're just so happy for each other. Read, and just, Rihanna, I'm just really lucky to have a friend like that.
3: Read the episode like two episodes ago where Sarah was like, I never cry. Yeah, <laughs> I'm dead. I no, don't know. I feel the same way. Cause like, like, I was saying earlier, like I just feel guilty that, like, I want to be there for, like, obviously my best friend, and, like, I want to be able to have, like, talks about where she's at and, like, here, like, be able to give her advice and, like, hear her advice and stuff like that, but I just feel guilty of, like, not being able to do it like I used to, but I think, like, we keep saying, like, I just think it's a balancing game, because, like, it's so easy to compare yourself, because, like, even, like, we always talk about, you went to an all-girls school in the P-State. I went to a Catholic Southern whatever school, Episcopalian, whatever. <laughs> And it's like this whole ring by spring thing. Like all these girls, and they're like getting married and like moving back to their hometown and buying houses. And I'm like, bro, 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 bro. I'm budgeting my lunches, and you're buying a house and like having a wedding and like all of this stuff. And it's like, I'm happy with where I'm at in my own life, but it's hard to not compare because like I want to have a great love, like I want to be engaged, and like go wedding dress shopping and like all this fun stuff. But just trying to realize that like I will have those things on my own time. And that's okay that it's not their time, you know? Yeah. That's
0: the point. Even though our lives are so different, and this is, I think, general advice for everyone who is going through what we're going through right now, where, you know, you have this great friend and they're amazing, but you're finding it kind of hard to um, physically be together at certain points and, like, just chat or whatever. I would say, for us, I'm really grateful that we have this podcast because It shows how much of an effort we both put because obviously the podcast is work, true. And like we always call it work, which it is. We get paid, obviously, but we get to sit down for an hour per week and kind of catch up and talk and like shoot the shit. And you see that in the first like 15, 20 minutes of our episodes, we're just rambling on about God knows what. And people probably skip past it to get to the actual topic. But it's so important. To find that time. It's like literally of... our
3: talk time. Like, it it's is. It's, <laughs> just, it's like the one hour of the week that we have dedicated to talk to each other. So we're just <laughs> in exactly. the beginning, just us catching up.
0: And that might not be like a very standard way that everybody catches up because not everybody has a podcast. But if that's not how you catch up with your friend, I would recommend like FaceTime if it's a physical geographical distance that the problem, or I think. Finding the time is really important, and I am so grateful to have a friend where I know for a fact, like, I'd be willing to bet the farm on it, that if Cindy and I the didn't- The farm. The You say- The gro- whole farm. The
3: whole farm. <laughs> the whole farm and the log cabin? Like, what?
0: <laughs> that if Cindy and I didn't live together, and if we didn't have this podcast, we would still find the motherfucking time.
3: And it's therapeutic, too, because it's like, especially now, even, like, relationship-wise or, like- Friendship wise, school wise, life wise, work wise, mm-hmm. finance wise—all the wises. It's just like such a busy time that it's hard to like sit down and like think through your feelings. If anything, I feel like I suppress feelings or like thoughts or like sadness back, so I don't want to address things. I just don't have time to. So it's nice to like have like a designated time and place where I'm gonna t- talk to the world about my problems. And it's so funny because like we had our Spotify Wrapped <laughs> come out. Like and the podcast is Spotify. The pod, right? Like, we get one as creators, yeah. like, on our side. And it was like, oh, like, you had this one episode that did 500% better <laughs> than all your other episodes. Like, meaning that, like, if we get, like, X amount of listens on, like, a regular episode, this is, like, 500x, I think. Is that how percentage works? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 500 times what we usually, whatever. That's a lot. Yeah. And I realized, I was like, oh. This is the episode in which I found out my ex was cheating on me during the episode <laughs> and had a literal mental breakdown and was like hyperventilating in the episode. Because I'm pretty you know, sure you
0: found out we paused it for 20 minutes and then kept recording. Yeah. <laughs> which is the worst. Honestly, but just apparently just it was a great it. idea.
3: But <laughs> And like, obviously, that's slightly embarrassing to have it on the internet. But on the other hand, it's like we're so lucky to be able to be vulnerable to a point where like we can have that kind of interaction with. CIP family and it's like the amount of DMS I got after that of girls who were like I have also been cheated on and like I would always make the same excuses that you did like you talked about and it's like I didn't realize until now that like that's that's it for me, you know, and so like that to me made whatever embarrassing like buffoonery I made of myself worth it because I was like I made a connection with someone and we've helped each other through something and that feels great because it's like I remember I remember how I felt in that moment and like Sarah can attest because I was like crying on the bathroom head face down on the floor. Um, Which isn't an exaggeration by no, the way. No, no, literally my face is on the bathroom. Like I mentioned earlier this person I thought I was going to marry, you know. Yeah. So it's weird to like imagine life one way and realize like they don't view it the same way but it's like I remember feeling so low in that moment and thinking that like I don't know how I'm gonna come back from that or like I'll never find someone again. I'll never like anyone again. I'll have feelings again. And it's like now that I'm at the place where I do. It's like I cannot believe. uh, Embarrassing. Ew. (laughs) That I was doing that. I was on the bathroom floor, and it's like that's just such a healthy and nice reminder that like even like in our friendship too that like we've been through some things and like. Going through them, whether it's like a friend group breakup or it was a traumatic event, literally, or if it was breakups with our like significant others, or it was fights with our families or yeah, school
0: things, job things,
3: things that felt like the entire world in the moment, and like that was our breakdown moments with each other, like both of us crying on the couch, crying in public, crying in our living room, (laughs) crying in five napkin on Third Avenue, very specific. (laughs) um <laughs> yeah, those, too specific. literally those moments felt like the absolute world to us like the world was ending like we would never come back from that never find happiness again so to finally be on the other side of all of those things and be on their side together has been like you know cute or whatever but um just a nice reminder that like things might feel heavy now but like the burden will always be lifted
0: yeah mm-hmm. to get more into okay. that too when you have Deep, serious conversations with someone about the wedding and the kids and the future that you are going to have. And then all of that feels kind of stripped away from you. Like someone's ripping off a bandaid, except it's not a band-aid, It's like someone's hammering a nail yeah. into your wrist. Like duct tape <laughs> on your nipples. <laughs> or like super glue waxing strips, like something or gorilla glue waxing strips. It's really, really great to have someone there to talk to. That not only says a lot about Sydney and I, but it says a lot about you guys, which I know Sydney was literally just talking about. But I have to emphasize it. The amount of support that we get from this podcast in our DMs, in our personal DMs, like on our TikToks. It is just absolutely incredible because Sydney and I are very blessed and we are very privileged to have the lives that we lead and to live in this city and to have each other. But things do happen and like we feel beaten and down a lot of the time and stressed and overwhelmed and, you know, we're human. So to get, like to have this family built in already, like to have each other is one thing, but we have a built in community here to just vent to. And it, it feels amazing. And it's totally therapeutic. I save so much money by not going to therapy. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Knowing I need it. Please go to (laughs) therapy. I'll keep that in, but please don't listen. I'm just joking.
2: Visit rightrug.com, that's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. So
0: professional lives is definitely one thing, but Cindy and I are also in semi-different places with our relationships as well. Um, I obviously just broke up with my ex. When was your breakup? Well. It was, like, recently. Like, the final one. Like, the big one, mm, basically.
3: Like, the one on the podcast was in February. And then we kind of kept talking. Mm. And then I think June was, like, the official, like, we're never speaking again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: Looking back at our four years together, it's very interesting to see, like, the progression of our relationships and, like, the very unlinear way that those four years happened. Because I definitely had some very highs and lows with my ex like anyone does in a relationship but I I mean I know we almost went through breakups like three times but I know with you your situation was definitely different and now like in the same summer we both broke up with our significant others in what felt like a very final way so we were single at the same point for a little bit and now I was just telling Sydney off recording how guilty I feel talking about my new endeavors or like how I'm doing now romantically in my life, um, without my ex. And she was saying, well, without divulging any information, you don't want to divulge. Just talk about how guilty, like how you feel that. And I understand that obviously, since my ex and I are broken up, this guilt is completely irrational. Um, But I'm human, so I guess it's not really that irrational. I do absolutely feel completely guilty sitting here on this public podcast because, let's be honest, like people are hearing this and this is not in private and I don't want to ever dox him or embarrass him or make him feel a certain type of way even though he made me feel like that times 13, it felt like, during our breakup. (laughs) This is not who I want to be. Do you have any advice for me? Please help. My palms are sweating.
3: Yeah. (laughs) And I tell her this when we talk about this. I tell her... Why are you prioritizing someone else's feelings and experiences that you can't control instead of the thing that you can't control, which is yours? You can't control how he reacts to things. You can't control how he's healing. You can't control how he feels about you moving on. We can control how you conduct yourself, like alleviating yourself of that stress because, like, I didn't think I didn't I have nothing comparable, but <laughs> um, it's like. Well, I had the opposite. I'm where your ex was, where the person that I was with um, started seeing someone while we we're still together, and is now dating them.
0: Except I didn't do that. So to yeah, clear.
3: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um. So like, I am the one that had to watch them move on mm-hmm. while I was healing, and like, obviously it hurt a lot. And my whole debate of like, well, why is he giving her all the things that I wanted? Like, what's the difference between us? Why was I not enough? Like, that was the prime feeling at the beginning. I think that number one, I can't compare what I'm going through to what he's going through because I don't know what he's going through. But I realize that it doesn't really matter. Like all I can control and focus on, I can't control that he's seeing someone else. I can't control the relationship or what's happening within it. Um but I can't control how I feel in my own healing and that's what I'm focusing on and that's what allowed me to move on and feel like I'm in a better place now than I was then and That's all I can be happy about, you know, like, he might be with her, he might be, like, great for him, honestly. Like, that's nothing to do with me. I have realized what I need going forward and that I should be glad I'm not in that situation anymore. And that now I've opened myself up to being with someone I should be with or could be with in the future. So why should I focus on how he's feeling, you know? So I feel like, obviously, I still care about this person because I was with them for a long time. And I hope that they are happy. But I can't control what he does or how he feels. So I'm going to focus on what I can not control, and that's me. So I'm giving you the same advice as someone that was in the other position is that you can't live your life being afraid that you being happy and you moving on and you finding someone new is going to hurt that person because you're only setting your own growth and your own healing. So I think focus on the fact that you are happy and that's okay. You shouldn't be feel guilty about being happy. Um,
0: it's also not fair to, like, say I did start seeing someone else. It's not fair to, like, that person either. Yeah. You know, that I'm kind of having like I'm prioritizing someone else over them for example so like if I never wanted to post them on my Instagram just kind of keep it private I mean that's not fair to them because I know how that feels I've been in that position where that person didn't want to post me and it sucks and it's really not fair I was with
3: someone for four years and they not only did they not post me they untagged themselves out of my picture so they can continue to cheat so period yeah I think that you can't just live your life trying to because you already broke up that's the main part of the pain they understand you're going to move on eventually so stop I would say don't um fill yourself with this guilt or this need to always cater or defer to that person, how they might be feeling. Cause like you can live your life. Like they know that you have broken up. You can't, they can't really change that. So yeah. I say, although I understand that you do feel guilty, you shouldn't let that affect your choices and your happiness and what you want to do with that person.
0: I promise not just to Cindy, but to like people who are listening that I am going to try to be way more open about my moving on process. Uh, Cause I do sometimes really procrastinate or avoid talking about it on this podcast specifically. You really get to know who your friends are after something like this happens, which I think is why one, City and I got so close when we were in college, is because we were kind of with each other through everything and we stayed friends through a lot of stuff. And two is why we're still friends now, because we know that there's nothing like petty here and there's nothing insecure here, and we can just be like open and honest with each other and have these conversations, not feel certain types of way about anything that's completely unimportant. And we can maintain this friendship. Through, if we can get through what we got through in college, um, a little, I have class today, or a little like, I don't even know what. It's not going to come between us. You know what I mean? And I think that's like the really important, resounding message from this episode that I'm. Really
3: I agree because it's like, obviously. Well, I met my ex before I met Sarah, mm. but she was with me for like crazy, just crazy, and so she was with me for, like that entire relationship, and so she was definitely when we, when we broke up. 800 million times and it's like she was with me through my healing process and like kind of what you were saying is that like and i'll even be honest it's like sarah and i both went through breakups and like it's hard to see like it's hard to feel like i'm trying to say i don't know how to say this okay yeah i'll say this way so <laughs> like i hold my ex and i broke up in the what february and then again in june mm-hmm. whatever um and it was like very long term or at least i thought so there's a certain way how that that affects you in terms of like longevity and it's hard because like all of my close girlfriends had gone through breakup at the same time and so to see that all of them had like found new people and I hadn't was hard because it was like it's this again balancing game of like you want to be happy and you are happy for your friends and you want to support them but in the back of your head it's like what did I do wrong you know and it's hard because like Obviously you get like emotional about things and like you it's hard to not compare yourself to other people, but on the other hand, like you want to support those people in their relationship, like give them advice and things like that. So it's like the super weird balancing game, and like for so long I was like, I feel like I can't get feelings for someone else because I've been in something for so long, and like that's to be like my end game in my head. (laughs) Silly girl. Tricks are for kids. Um
0: (laughs) tricks are for kids, silly rabbit. uh,
3: Tricks are for kids. And, like, then I finally had, and it still didn't work out. And it's, like, this constant cycle of, like, oh, no, like, what's wrong with me? Like, all this stuff. And it's this whole comparison game of, like, my friends had went through the exact same thing but had different results, like, you know, like, what's up? And I feel like that's been, like, the place I've been at for, like, the last, what, week or two weeks. But, like, again, it's, like, this whole thing of, like, detracting, not de- necessarily detaching, but it's, like this whole thing we talk about the 3-3-3 three, three, three rule we always talk about the three weeks three months three years and like stepping back and being like yes this didn't work out but I very firmly believe that everything happens for a reason and like in comparing yourself you're gaining nothing from it you know mm-hmm. it's like I think you can very much by stepping back detach like reality from the, your emotions you know like I can support my friends to be happy for them and like give them advice and like have our girl talks about their guys without feeling a certain type of way that, like, I don't have that same happiness or that, that same, like, step forward, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the whole thing that we're talking about to bring it back to the girls that were playing the card game. They were like, well, I'm engaged. You had a breakup. Like, how do we talk about that? Because I feel like the absence of me having not, like, not having something, like me not having a partner and the absence of, like, love in my life shouldn't detract from it being present in yours and being happy for you that you have that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, there is a way to step back and realize that you can be happy for someone without being necessarily jealous of what they have, you know? And I feel like jealousy is such a weird thing As we talk about it as some, like, huge evil. Like, it's not something that's so natural. Because, like, you can yes. love someone with all of your heart. Like, you're literally my best mm-hmm. friend. It's okay to, like, be like, okay, I wish I had that too, yeah. you know? But there's a way to do it. I mean, it's I told you, you I was
0: jealous of you like already in this episode. And like, I think that's a healthy feeling like because you're human, you can't control it, you know, yeah. just like lust, desire, like you can't control that necessarily either. But it's how you act on it that speaks to you as a person. Yeah. It's how you communicate. So like what you just said and what the girl said in the card game, that's all that's important is just like getting that across to someone and being open and honest about how you're feeling. Because if you really have a true friend and a true support system, like I was just talking about, it won't matter. And the only way it will matter is like how you can improve in the future.
3: Yeah. It's, like, accepting that that feeling does exist yeah. and not feeling guilty for it. And realizing that you could be, like, wishing you could you can com- you can could be jealous of someone mm-hmm. and still be happy for them. Yes. But also realize that, like, you might be jealous of, like, someone having a relationship or someone having a really co- cool friend or, like, someone having a really cool job but at the same time realize that, like, them having it doesn't mean it's never going to happen for you. Right. And it just happens at a different time. Um, so, yeah. And it's re- it, this is, like, so cute because I feel like Obviously, this podcast has been very therapeutic for us and, like, what we're going on, like, almost three years of having it or a little over two years. And I feel like it's – it has come so far. And, of course, we're so grateful for that. But, like, for us, it was never a numbers thing. It was never, like, a listenership thing um, or, like, a money thing. It was more – it the way it started, obviously, it was, like, us – having distance literally mm-hmm. in the pandemic and being in very different places yeah. and wanting to have something that kept bringing us together and the fact that it's still serving that same purpose when we're living in the same apartment um, is crazy
0: yeah
3: Ill. that was so sappy oh uh,
0: you're never sappy that was crazy I can't believe I wasn't the one who said that
3: yeah, I'm like, <laughs> literally losing it it's final season yeah <laughs>
0: All right, you guys, on that beautiful note, uh, that is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can follow us on socials at Crying in Public Podcast, on TikTok and Instagram, and you can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and iCart. Thank you guys so much. As always, we love you. And, yeah, you know, if you you ever doubt how much we appreciate you, re-listen to this episode 30 million times. We love you.
2: Goodbye. From BBC Radio 4.